0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Akun Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time and with me as always is the one, the only the greatest from full press coverage and from rough in the District and right here on Football Garbage Time, Trevor
0: So I, just now. I feel be, like we gotta add some fireworks or
1: something, man. I feel I kinda of feel like we gotta launch some fireworks and maybe you gotta like take out like a, a folding chair and smash it on the ground or something. I mean I really <laughs> feel like <laughs> How are you doing Jeff, how you been how you been hanging?
0: I've been good man. What is do you I guess because it's just winter weather with the sunshine out. It's very confusing. I'm just over being cold with no snow, so bring on
1: the <laughs> Yeah, Nelson, I, I couldn't be more with you on that. I mean, it's only the end of January, but I can't get here soon enough. I am done. Time to move on. Hey, I gotta ask, though, I know that we, we mentioned this, but I saw this on your Twitter account a couple weeks ago, and I am late to the party, but I know you watched Wednesday the show on Netflix, and you, you really liked it, right? I loved it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It was amazing, right? I mean, I, it was interesting. First of all, Jenna Ortega was fabulous. Absolutely okay. out of this world. Absolutely okay. out of this world. And I'm not an Adam Family guy. Like, I was never a fan of the movies yeah, or anything did. like that. But, like, this came out of nowhere, and I feel like, whoa, I really want to get into this mythos now. She's so amazing. <laughs>
0: it's really, really good.
1: I am so glad that they're going to go ahead and bring that back uh, for another yeah. season, too. Yeah. That's Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. Although, you know what? It did kind of remind me a little bit of a CW show. You know, like it should be on CW. Yeah, but yeah I can see that. I can
0: see that. <laughs> It
1: had that feel, that tweeny feel to it, but that's okay. I'm cool with it. I'm totally there for it. I'm so down with it. Uh, and I was so happy that I actually found it. And I, and I, and the reason why I watched it, Trev, you don't know this, is because I saw it on your Twitter account. So I put it in my list, and then I ran out of things to watch. I'm like, all right, why not? And Bam.
0: So thank you, Trev, again. I got you. No worries. Yeah,
1: man. You're always looking out for me. That's, that's fantastic. That's what I love about you. All right, we guys, we got lots to talk about this week. We are going to talk about those divisional playoffs and how they went, and then we're going to preview the AFC and NFC conference championship games and give you some thoughts on players that we will target in DFS. So with that said, uh, hey, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling, shall we? All right, let's just dive into the thick of it because we got a lot to cover here. Let's just start with those Jaguars at the Chiefs, uh, that first game of the divisional round playoffs. The Chiefs ended up winning twenty-seven to twenty, but it was a lot closer than we all anticipated. But probably because of the fact that in the uh, early in the uh, or late in the first quarter, Patrick Mahomes had got rolled up and a uh, was now known to be a high ankle sprain, which really did impact the flow and feel of this game almost all the way through. So 28 to 27, much closer than we thought. What do you think about this? What are your takeaways from this Chiefs
0: and Jaguars game? Oh man, I thought the Jaguars had a chance to win the game, which they did. They, they surprised me. I kind of picked them to win, but um, mm-hmm. they can't cover You got to cover Travis Kelsey. That's how you stop the yeah. Chiefs, number one. And number yep. two, uh, Trevor Lawrence, his, his kind of quote unquote rookie young experience NFL Kind of showed in the fourth quarter at the wrong place, wrong time. But um, they hung right in there. They're, they'll be back. They're up and coming. They're developing. I thought it was a good game for what it was worth. Pat Mahomes is unstoppable. He's ridiculous. He can <laughs> blow his ankle up. It doesn't matter. He'll still be out there and play. And So, yeah. overall, good game.
1: Yeah, it was kind of funny because at one point, he was hopping on one leg to hand the ball off. And I'm like yeah. – You know, as long as he has one good ankle, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's going to be effective. The one thing that will be affected by um, with the high ankle sprain, though, because, you know, honestly, um, we've seen people come back from really, really big accident injuries really quickly, like, you know, within a couple of months when it should have been a year, that kind of thing, like a pull in Adrian Peterson. you know, a mm-hmm. high ankle sprain is like a, usually a six- to eight-week injury. So it's not getting better for the conference championship, no. you know? And well, the two well, things well, that well, – Yep. Well, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that the two things that we saw that happened to Patrick Mahomes, though, with the fact that he had a bad ankle was that, number one, he didn't have enough mobility to extend plays anymore. So he really mm-hmm. couldn't extend plays, let his receivers get downfield. Secondly, he couldn't plant. So he wasn't getting a lot of velocity on passes beyond 10 yards. Like, I mean, he was floating some stuff out there about 20, 30 yards out that could have easily been picked had there been a defender there in place. So, you know, I think that's going to impact him in the next and we'll talk about that when we get, I think this is going to really impact him.
0: Well, for what it's worth, uh, reports came out today at the press conference he is walking with zero limp, no walking, no brace, nothing like that. (laughs) So it's like you mentioned 68 weeks recovery, I guess for Pat Mahomes, it's, two days. And and,
1: and now we know the secret is out. Patrick Mahomes is actually Wolverine from the X-Men. He actually (laughs) healed immediately. We did not know this. Secret's out. Uh, Oh, well. I mean, now we got to wonder, can mutants play in NFL? It doesn't seem fair for Patrick Mahomes to be there playing uh, with that kind of healing power. But that, that being said, you know, um, part of the reason why they were successful, not only was Travis Kelce, who had a ridiculous number of 14 receptions. I mean, he was catching some ridiculous passes and yeah. uh, making it happen on third downs. But uh, Kadarius Toney really stepping up in this game as well. He, you know, it's funny because he only had one quarter of the total uh, routes run uh, of those combined between Smith-Schuster and Valdez-Scantling. Yet wow. he led the team in receptions, yards, and catches. I mean that's crazy. I mean so he <laughs> he ran one quarter of the routes, but led the team in receptions and yards and carries. Outside of of course Travis Kelce, right? So he led the wide, wide receivers. Um, and he even led, wow. the, and he was even a third, Taylor had the third most rushing yards on the team. So I mean I'm just saying like um Kadarius Tony a ridiculously great pickup from them mid season. I think he's gonna as long as he stays healthy. I can see them featuring him pretty significantly coming up as well as Travis Kelce, but, and you're right, you know, the Jaguars blew it. I mean, they had an opportunity. Um, The uh, Chiefs defense has never been great and they did not take advantage of that. You know, um, Terry Lawrence did not look like he did from the second half of that Chargers game. All right. Well, so that's it. We're going to talk more about that when we get to the AFC championship game. So let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one and talk about the next game on the list. And that is the next game that happened that night, which was probably the most boring game I've seen in a very long time, the New York Giants at the Philadelphia okay. Eagles. Giants get handily blown out, 38-7. to This game was out of reach at halftime. Uh, actually, probably out of reach in the first quarter. It just yeah. felt like they had a chance until halftime. And then it really became out of reach. And, and at that point in the second half, the Eagles managed to run 18. I mean, they had 18 runs and like, Two passes. I mean, they just basically said, listen, let's just run the rest of this game out, and Kenneth Gainwell, as a, as, a, as a function of that, had 112 rushing yards and a touchdown, so go figure, but what are your thoughts here? What are your takeaways here, at Giants and Eagles?
0: Well, I didn't really get to watch this much because I was, I was actually working that night, but I had it on TV, but it was right. so boring that I didn't even know it was over. When I looked up, I was like, wait, it's <laughs> over? Um, yeah. You didn't miss I anything, was, man. I'm disappointed <laughs> because, you know, I thought Gi- Giants-Eagles division game, round three, Um, Jalen Hurts hasn't played in two weeks they kept saying his shoulder was hurting but he'll play so I was like okay this should be pretty interesting and then no not interesting at all Jalen Hurts is like at least rest doesn't bother me we're here we're ready to play we're at home and Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley just Bold I guess, would it seemed like. Oh. Previous season, but didn't have a good game at all, no matter what they tried to do. So Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's interesting because they kind of went away from Barkley at one point. But Saquon Barkley had nine carries for 61 yards. So it was averaging 6.8 yards per carry. Uh, it was kind of working. But the thing is that in the previous game against the Vikings, they went pass first and they tried to do that here. That wasn't happening. I mean, the Eagles have the number one pass defense in the NFL. At least they, mm-hmm. they allowed the least number of passing yards per game in the regular season. So, uh, you know, and they also had the most sacks uh, in the NFL. Yeah. I didn't even realize that they had the most sacks. 70 sacks during the regular yeah. season. And they sacked Daniel Jones five times um, on Saturday night. So it was brutal, absolutely brutal. Um, Kenneth Gainwell ends up running most of the game out at the end, 112 yards on just 12 carries. Miles Sanders had 90 yards for 17 carries. Uh, Jalen Hurts nine yards for thirty four uh, yards for nine carries. But even Boston Scott got in, in, into the action, got a touchdown as well. Boston Scott, it's like it's almost like the Eagles keep Boston Scott around just to score in the Giants. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> just like
0: <laughs>
1: you're like, oh, it's the Giants. Send Boston Scott out there. He'll take care of it. He'll run one in because he, for some reason, wants he scores every time. Uh, so the Giants are what we thought they would be going into the playoffs. Yep not great uh still many steps away from being a a competitive team in the playoffs we saw flashes of daniel jones uh in the first round not in this round i don't know if they're going to be able to afford to keep stake on barkley long term so it'll be interesting to see how they manage this in the offseason we'll talk more about the eagles and when we get to the nfc conference championship games we'll hit the boxing bell on that one and move on to the next game of the week and there's in the two uh, next games of the week were much more interesting to me, although and for different reasons. So Bengals at Bills, the rematch of the game, that got canceled earlier in the season in Week 17. Uh, of course, Lamar Hamlin making an appearance at the game. That's fantastic. It's so good to see uh, him and his mom and his brother there. That was amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, that being said, that's the only thing you could root for as a Bills fan. <laughs> and they ended up losing 10-27 mm-hmm. to 27 in the snow um, you know, I got some thoughts on this, but why don't you fire away? What do you think about this Bengals-at-Bills game um,
0: this Sunday? I was surprised and shocked at the score and the way the Bills played at home. Yep. In yep. I mean, they're at home in the snow. That's their element. Like, that's their that advantage. Exactly. You, know, you would think that. And then to it's just you bring DeMar and his mom in the stands, and then you perform like that. It's like, ugh, why yeah. did you have to, you know, it's, it's do horrible. all that? Yeah, you know, so I don't know, but um, yeah, surprising how they played at home. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs didn't seem to have a connection that game. Of all games, to not have one, they choose this one in the snow at home in the playoffs. So kind yeah. of a, but the Bills have been like that going into the playoffs. They've been a little shaky all ever since Josh Allen hurt his elbow and then losing Von Miller. Um, that was huge because that was the piece they needed to take it to the, to the next level. And they lose him, they're right back to where they started. So right. Right, mm-hmm. I agree. I totally
1: agree. You know what, this is the thing, though. This is the thing that really surprised me about the Bills, because you know, Josh Allen was bad, right? But if you look at who he threw those passes to, you got to wonder about this in, in a couple of ways, because the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills was Dawson Knox, okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. the number two receiver was Khalil Shakir. And the number three receiver was Devin Singletary. And the number yeah. four receiver was Stephon Diggs. So now there's a problem. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't say Gabe Davis at all. I know. Gabe Davis was next. He's next on the list. So, I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's really shockingly and, – and part of it – and Stephon Diggs was angry. I mean, throughout the game, every time a pass came in low, came behind him, came whatever, he started motioning at Josh Allen angrily. When the game ended, he stormed off the field, uh, apparently went into the locker room, threw down his helmet, cleared out his locker, and left. So, he was oh. pissed. And I, I think that the – he was pissed at a number of things, part of which uh, he thought that Josh Allen wasn't a good jo- doing a good job of targeting him. Now, he was targeted the most out of any receiver uh, in Buffalo. He got 10 targets. He only got four of those for 35 yards. Uh, so he tells you a little bit about how that was going for uh, Stephon Diggs. And they just couldn't get anything going. I mean, first of all, they got hmm. nothing going on the ground, right? Nothing. Nineteen, Including Josh Allen's 26 yards. They got 19 carries for 63 yards from their two – Running backs, I'm using air quotes for running backs, they got 37 yards on 11 carries. That's what they got from their running backs, 37 yards on 11 carries. Josh That's Allen awesome. had a better per-yard carry average than they did. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's horrifyingly bad. Joe Burrow, on the other hand, was on fire. I mean, the guy was on fire. 23 of 36, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Dude, he got the ball out of his hands so fast, and I went to look it up to make sure, but he's at the second-fastest, release from snap to throw of any uh, quarterback in the NFL. It was 2.55 seconds. And you could tell because if you look at what happened during this game, I mean, the Bills defense was, was, they were jamming up there. They were getting up there fast. But Burrow was going through his progressions and letting go of that ball in less than two and a half seconds every single time. Every single time. You know, so they couldn't get to him. They couldn't pressure him. And he was getting out there. And people were, ca- everybody was catching stuff. Right. I mean, obviously Jamar mm-hmm. Chase, amazing. But Hayden Hurst. Stepped up. Samaj P. Ryan was a couple great catches as well. I mean, they, they were really rolling. And when they got Joe Mixon rolling as well, 20 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown. I mean, yeah. is there any team that's, that's more to scarier than the Bengals? You know, I mean, it was just, it was insane. So I was, I was very, very um surprised at how poorly the Buffalo Bills played. Um, but give some credit to that. Cincinnati, I mean, they got in there quick. Eight pass defense, uh, uh, passes defense, Eight quarterback hits, so you, you know you don't really see that in the stats. you see the one sack, but eight quarterback hits they were hassling Josh Allen all day. I mean he couldn't get anything going, and when he did get get going and got a ball out there, eight passes defense. I mean they basically knocked it out of the hands of those receivers, so they were playing out of their minds, absolutely out of their minds, so i'm color me impressed with the bengals that's all I can say <laughs> um, you know so. Uh, lots more to talk about there when we get to the AFC Championship game uh, which is going to be a doozy I think but let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell and get to the next game here and that is the last game of the week and the one that I enjoyed the most and for many reasons the Cowboys at the 49ers 49ers yeah. come away with a grinded out 19 to 12 victory completely shutting down um Dak Prescott one week after he threw for five touchdowns so tell me what do you think about this game what did you take away from this Cowboys at 49ers <laughs>
0: The Cowboys are who we thought they were. Choke
1: <laughs>
0: everybody was right. so caught up and washed up in their performance the week four against uh, the Vikings, yada, 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 yada. And everybody was counting out Brock Purdy, but he did his thing. And, I, and that's encouraging to see because, you know, commanders have a situation on their hands. We could be starting a fifth-round quarterback draft selection last year in Sam Howe, young guy. So Brock Purdy is very in, in, inspiring on in that. They've won 12 yeah. games in a row. Yeah, they're not asking them to come out and throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns. Just get the ball in the playmakers' hands. The defense will take care of the rest. And that's exactly right. what he's doing. So you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan. Um, Dak Prescott, two picks. Not surprised. He leads the league in interceptions after missing five games. That's an incredible stat. I don't know how you do yep. that, but <laughs> I'm glad it's not my team. who's doing that too. So <laughs> I'm so happy. I was not going to watch the Super Bowl if they won that game or if they made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I really was not. So um, I don't think Dak's the guy either, by the way. I don't think he's the guy. People keep Ooh. saying, well, can he vote the Cowboys? Well, he's been there for, what, five years in the playoffs? He's one in four in the playoff appearances now. So the answer would probably be no, he cannot win a championship with Dak as your quarterback. He's overpaid. He's mediocre. And he yeah. proved that he's injury prone to as well, can't stay healthy. So it yeah. is what he does.
1: I mean, Doug, I mean, we got everybody should keep in mind that Dak Prescott looked horrific when Awful. he played the Washington Commanders in the 18, in Week 18, and then he rolled into a game against the Buccaneers, who were a bunch of has-beens, and blew the doors off and then he played a really good defense the San Francisco 49ers not even the best defense in the league but you know the best defense in terms of scoring they definitely limit mm-hmm. the scoring of opposing teams very dramatically they're a great bend and not break type of defense and they have and they have um, some of the most uh, takeaways in the league but um you know they shut them down and they shut them down and the best way to shut down a a fast strike offense is to keep them on the bench. And you look at the the drives that the Forty ers had in this game. In the second half, they had that touchdown drive six minutes. The field goal drive eight minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, the first field goal drive six minutes. Uh, you know, they 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 really know how to chew clock. You know, <laughs> they really know how to get get to know how to get to grind out those yards, chew clock. And how good? I mean, how good is it? And how important is it? to have a kicker you can depend on. And this is not <laughs> casting shade on Brett Maher. You know, I, I feel sorry for the guy. I feel bad for the guy. But Robbie Gould was a difference in this game. I mean, He, yeah, he, he hit from 26, 47, 50, 28 at the end as kind of an insurance kick. But, you know, he was abs- they had confidence that no matter where they were, if it was within 55 yards, he's going to hit it. And that is a big, big difference to how you run your offense. Absolutely big exactly. difference. I mean,
0: exactly right.
1: Yeah, you know, and Brett, Brett Maher, he made it two field goals, and I'm glad he did. But, you know, he missed that first extra point, and that would have been missed even if it wasn't uh, blocked. I mean, yes. that was that was going hard left, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's just not – and Jimmy Jones, uh, you know, they like Jerry Jones, I should say. <laughs> Jimmy Jones. Jerry Jones actually uh, confronted him on the field in warm-ups. I, I, that, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to give your guy the yips. What's wrong with you? He's your kicker. Don't confront him. Get him a exactly. nice lemonade and come him to put his feet up. I mean, give me a yep. break. That's yep. embarrassing. Embarrassing. But, hey, San Francisco 49ers come away with a win. And as you say, very, very, very uh, great – a really great story of Brock Purdy. Uh, he is just fantastic. 19-29 for 214 yards. He kept that thing humming all the way. And, and you know, tight spirals, good placement. He I mean, Yeah, he wasn't bombing them downfield, but he was getting the ball to his playmakers, and they were making it happen. George Kittle, man – a concentration city. I mean, guy if you want to get him the ball, he'll find a way to catch it. So there you go with that. And let's move on to the uh, really interesting stuff now because now we can talk about those conference championships. And let's start on the AFC side first. So the Kansas City Chiefs facing off with the, uh, with the aforementioned uh, Cincinnati Bengals. This will be in Kansas City, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, January 29th. Chiefs are currently favored by one at home that should tell you something uh the over-under at 47.5 tell me what are the keys to this game and give me a give me your thoughts on the winner and the over-under
0: oh man keys to this game I think for the Chiefs would be the health of Patrick Mahomes obviously Mm -hmm. I know Chad Hennie came in and led that 98 yard touchdown drive but that was one drive it's not a whole game so uh-huh. happens there uh-huh. um yep. and then also for for the for the Bengals if their offensive line can hold up against Chris Jones and Frank Clark and um the other guy I can't ever pronounce his name as a rookie but I like him a lot too as well it depends on if they can hold up and protect Joey Joey Burrow to get his ball out to the receivers I think that's the key uh-huh. of the game uh, offensive line for the Bengals and then the Patrick Mahomes if he can be 100% healthy or not it depends on how far they can go so
1: yeah, yeah. Now, before you pick your winner and over-under, let me, let me give, follow up on that because the Bengals' offensive line completely dominated the Bills this last weekend. They completely blew defenders off the line. They created amazing running lanes. Nobody, No matter who touched the ball, whether it be Joe Mixon or Samajit Pirine, they were getting six, seven, eight yards per carry. Yep. I mean, they were just doing an amazing job. And, and, and I think we've talked about already, Joe Burrow neutralized the pass rush with yeah. getting the ball out of his hands quickly. And mm-hmm. by doing that, he allowed the O-line to focus on just blowing guys off. They didn't have to worry about pass protection. They were just like blowing guys off the line. So when they went play action or if they, you know, RPO, it was like, oh, yeah, hand it off. No problem. Mixon's got eight. You know, Mixon's got seven. Samaji Piran's got nine. And when it wasn't, he was passing it so quickly they couldn't get to him. So kudos to that offensive line. They really looked good. And Chad Henney, you mentioned Chad Henney on the Kansas City Chiefs. Did you realize that that is the longest drive in Chiefs postseason history?
0: That drive really? he had?
1: Isn't that amazing? I, I, that's like way to wow. get into the record books, Chad Henney.
0: I mean, <laughs> <And> <laughs> you know. that was the first playoff touchdown he scored too, and he's been released in the oh, look at that. years. Bro.
1: Oh, brilliant. <laughs> See, that's like, that's like awesome. I mean, I, th- I love that. I love that. What a great story. Uh, and you're right. You know, Chad Henney, you know, he may have to play some of this game. I, I – I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes is Superman, and, <laughs> and he doesn't bother him. His ankle doesn't bother him. But honestly, I mean, it is a high ankle sprain. It is very unstable. Um, it might feel good now. They're probably going to load him up with cortisone shots and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah. it's not going to be stable. You know, it's going to be easy to roll. You're not going to be able to plant well. I mean, it's just going to really impact his play, I think. So it's going to be something to get a really – keep keeping your eyes on there. Um, and, of course, Isaiah Pacheco, I'm going to keep an eye on him as well because they're going to have to have an effective ground game here. They're not a good running game. You know, they ranked 20s in the NFL during mm-hmm. the regular season, only 119.9 rush yards per game during the season. But he came back and he put up 95 rush yards, uh, 144, 144 total rush yards by the by the uh, Chiefs against the Jaguars, but 95 from Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, they need more of that success against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and you know, but the Bengals had it running on both sides too. Like I said, mixing 105 yards, and they were absolutely smashing it. Um, so tell me, what do you think here? Give me a prediction on who's going to win this game, Bengals or Chiefs? And what's what are you thinking on the over/under on the 47.5?
0: Um, I think all right. I I think the Bengals are going to win this game because I think they have extra motivation for them behind the season. You know, they were already counted out because they were already finding a yeah. neutral sign for the, you know, Bills, Chiefs, even AFC game. <laughs> and oh, the game. team there. So there's that. Um, and the Chiefs, they just haven't been a dominant Chiefs team like we've normally come out to see. You know, like, these to come out and, like, put up 20, 30 points in the first half and then coast the rest of the way. But you can always never – I just don't see that that much this year. They're up and down, kind of a bit of a roller coaster. But you yep. can never count them out because we've seen it time and time again. They can score in 13 seconds. Literally. Yes. So, right. As long as Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are, are leading that, that charge, they can do anything they want to do. But I just have the Bengals. They have a better defense. I just think that they'll feast on that Mahomes injury and come out with a victory. And I do think it'll be – you said the over-unders, what, Forty-seven and a half.
1: Yeah, forty-seven and a half.
0: <sighs> Bengals won earlier this year, 27-24. Mm-hmm. And that's a one. So I'm looking forward to actually go over again this 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 Sunday as well. I do believe it's going to be a bit of a little bit of a shootout and then the Bengals will hold on at the end with their defense and, and get the win. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, so I will say that I also think that the Bengals are going to win um, this coming weekend. I, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think that if Patrick Mahomes was 100%, this was a very different looking game, but I think the Bengals end up winning 27 to 23. I'm also taking the over on 47 and a half. Both those defenses aren't great. I mean, they're they're good, right? They're good. Mm-hmm. They're just not great. Um, you know, the Bengals allow the um, essentially the ninth most passing yards per game, 229.1 during the regular season, and... You know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, right? Even with one bad ankle, we we know he can pass the ball. That's not going to be a problem for him. And on the other side of this, the Chiefs uh, are the 18th ranked passing for passing yards. They're, they're actually in the bottom half, so they're 220.9 yards per game. You know, those, neither of these teams are really threatening passing offenses. They don't have great secondaries. I mean, they're good, but not great secondaries. Uh, so I I see this to being a shootout, no matter how you look at it, from both sides. The the, the one thing that's going to turn the difference here. Is that um, Joe Burrow is just in the zone. I mean, he's just absolutely in the zone. I I love the fact that um, and, and you know what? Sometimes I hear people say this in interviews, and I think, what a jerk. When I hear Joe Burrow say it, I believe him. Like they asked him a couple weeks ago, um, do you think there's a window for your team to win the Super Bowl? And he says, yeah, the window is my career. So there you go, right? His entire career is their window. I love that. It's swagger. And when they asked him, what do you think about the neutral game site, you know, selling out? Uh, before you guys even um, – before they even win the game. And he's like, well, they better issue some refunds. I love that. Issue refunds. I love that. I love that. You know, I mean, the guy's got swagger, and he knows how to back it up. And, you know, he and Jamar Chase are, like, in sync, like no two receivers have been for a very long time. I mean, so I, I really do think that they have on – they're firing on all cylinders, that they just have too many weapons right now. And if Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow, as we've seen in the last couple of games – in the playoffs, I mean, he's dominated them three times in a row. He's never – Joe Burrow has never lost to the Chiefs. So, <laughs> including AFC Championship game no. last year. So, you know, I'm just saying, um, I think he's going to be able to do it again, and I think they're going to be able to do it on the back of Joe Burrow. And and I do think it's a shame that Patrick Mahomes isn't 100% healthy. I would have loved to see this game with him 100% healthy, but that will be a problem, I think. So let's go ahead and hit the bell on this one, um, and then let's talk about – <laughs> You know, that was my accident. I actually didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to do that, but it's kind of appropriate. It's kind of appropriate because we're going to talk about Dem Eagles. We're going to talk about Dem Eagles and uh, Eagles are going to be obviously facing off against the 49ers uh, at home uh, this weekend. And it will be very interesting to see how this all plays out because the Eagles look fantastic against the Giants, but is that really the litmus test that we're using right now? Because they were playing the Giants after all. On the other hand, the 49ers playing a fantastic Cowboys offense that, at least from what he saw the week before, but completely shutting them down, grinding out the win. And uh, this is going to be interesting. Eagles are favored by two and a half at home, over under at 45.5. What are the keys of the game here? And tell me what you think about this showdown between the Eagles and the 49ers.
0: Oh, man, this is going to be... That's super bowl in itself, I believe. Um, yeah, I know. You have the Forty ers defense, which is no slouch, but they're also not the greatest in the world. But you know, that's the strength of the team, I believe. Yep. And then you have the Eagles defense, where they are they lead the league in sacks.
1: Yeah. They lead
0: Amazing. the league in pass defense. Yeah. And some might even say this might be the actual. Let's see, the first total put together defense Brock Purdy has pace and faced since he's taking the reins over. Um, so this is gonna be interesting. I don't I don't want the Eagles to win. They're playing at home. It's hard to win in Philly, even though we did it this year, but playoffs <laughs> it's hard to win in Philly. Um the Niners have won twelve in a row though, like Brock Purdy's on fire. So I guess the key is is can he continue this hot this firing this against the real defense like i said Stacks gotta watch out for that pass defense watch out for that because i yeah. know what needs to bring the keys for the eagles are just play your play your same style of football and you should win the game honestly yeah. um but yeah i think so it's tough
1: yeah so before you get to your prediction you know I, I think that if this game you know we know who the eagles are right so if
0: mm-hmm. they
1: strike fast and early, if this becomes a twenty-one to zero game, or mm-hmm. a twenty-one to three game, or even a fourteen to three game in the first like quarter or something like that, it's going to be tough on the 49ers. They're not really built uh, to come back. They're no. built to hold leads, and they're built to be close, like within mm-hmm. a score and a half. Like if they're within ten, you know, at any point in time, then I think that the Forty ers can come back. If it's more than ten, I think it's going to be tough. So the key for the Eagles will be to take advantage of um, striking quickly because they are a very fast offense that strikes very quickly. They have, lots, they have a lot of speed on their team. And, of course, Jalen Hurts can kill them with his legs as well as with his arms. So there's a lot that can be said here, assuming that his shoulder is healthy, because, quite frankly, we only saw Jalen Hurts throw the ball for maybe there you go you know, half a game. And the other half of the mm-hmm. game, he basically handed it off 18 times. Right. Yeah. We didn't even we only we didn't even see him do a lot of design runs. He had, had, you know, enough design runs to keep the ball moving in the first half. But he had one design run in the second half and that was it. So we're not sure yet what's happening there. And keep in mind, there are other injuries along that line. Lane Johnson um, Mm -hmm. opted to come back. He has a torn tendon in his abductor. It requires surgery. He's apparently he's in pain Every time he gets in the stance and starts blocking. So, I mean, listen, I, he's great. He's fantastic. He's all pro. That's going to grind on you with a defense yeah, like 49ers. It's just, it's just, and, of course, their left guard, Landon Dickerson, also limped off in the second quarter, was briefly replaced by Andre Dillard. He came back and played the fourth quarter. But by the time it got to the fourth quarter, they didn't care anymore, right? They were exactly. basically handing it off to Kenneth Gainwell the whole time. So, hey, listen, there are lots of injuries here. A.J. Brown actually had a hip point, had a little bit of a hip issue. That's why we didn't see him all the way through the second half. So Uh there are injuries here for the Eagles that I think are going to be problematic. And I wouldn't say it would be a problem against any other team. But like you said, the 49ers defense, that's like kind of the identity of their team. And they're not the best, but they are the best in terms of limiting points scored. Only 16.3 points scored allowed per game in the regular season. That's best among the NFL. They're also tied for second in takeaways, interceptions, and fumble recoveries. Uh, and and they are no slouch on sacks, too. 44 sacks in the season. I mean, they, they are really, really, really good. So this defense can roll, you know, and they can really – uh, give, hassle them if they if they have injuries along that offensive line, they can really hassle Jalen Hurts. And don't forget, Jalen Hurts, he was sacked 35 times during the regular season, so he is susceptible to getting hit. Uh, so you got injuries on the line, you got injuries on the shoulder, you got this really uh, uh, pressure defense by the 49ers. Um, I can see them really taking away the, the 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 quick strike dimension of the Eagles and making this kind of a grind out game. And if that's what happens, 49ers is going to win. That's just the way it's going to be because. Now, the 49ers have, um, when it comes to time of possession, they have the second highest time of possession of any team in the NFL, 31 minutes, 54 seconds. And that's because they know how to grind it out on the ground. And they know how to grind it out because they got Christian McCaffrey and they got Eli Mitchell, both of which have been amazing. But Christian McCaffrey dealing with a little bit of a calf issue, Eli Mitchell dealing with a little bit of a groin issue. I mean, that, that could be a problem. If those guys aren't 100% go, mm-hmm. yeah. that's going to be a problem because the only way the Eagles are really, really vulnerable is defending against the run. They're only 16th against the rush. And, you know, as you said, that first against the pass, 16th against the run. So if they can get things going on the ground, they get those, you know, linebackers to creep up, they get the safeties to creep up, and then they can take advantage of those quick strikes to George Kittle, to Brandon Ayuk, to Debo Samuel. And I imagine that the 49ers can control this game. But if the Eagles come out in quick strike right away, get on the board really fast, and the 49ers are on their heels, uh, this game is going to be over really fast, which is going to be very, very sad for a lot of us, I think. But, uh, yeah, so pick me a winner. What do you think here? 49ers, Eagles, and the
0: over-under at 45.5. What do you think? I'm going 49ers because I can't pick anybody in my division outside of the Commanders to do anything great. <laughs> so I'm going 49ers. Um, Whew, it has a it has a great chance of going over because the Eagles can score points too, but the Niners can too in order to stay within a range of its opponents. Um, I'll go ahead and just say, what the heck? I'll go over the forty. What is it? Forty. What is it?
1: Forty-five point five.
0: Yeah, I'll go over the 45. Why not? All right. Yeah, All right. 25. Yeah, I think it's a close call.
1: I mean, yeah. both of these things are close calls. This is a tough game to predict. I mean, because like I said, it really depends. After the first quarter, we're going to get a feel for what's going to happen in this game. If it's 0-0 in the first quarter, I, I'm 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 thinking the 49ers got this well in hand. <laughs> yeah, you know? Same. Uh, even if it's 7-0 with the Eagles ahead, or even 10-0 with the Eagles ahead. I think that's the 49ers game. They can do that, Um, and I think they got it. So I'm going to pick the 49ers to beat the Eagles. It's going to be a close one. They grind out 24-20. I'm going to take the under here because I'm going to predict that uh, the 49ers will shut down that vaunted uh, pass uh, pass offense of the the Eagles, like they did to Dak Prescott. I know they're not – and it's interesting because – the Eagles are the third highest scoring offense in the game, but the Cowboys are the fourth, and they Ooh. shut the Cowboys down. So, so I, think, I think they can shut down the Eagles. I think they can for do course. it, and, uh, and if they do that, it's going to be a grind-out win for the 49ers. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm picking the 49ers, and I am picking the under because I think that – Both teams are going to kind of keep it really kind of a low-scoring game. And and if it goes over, I think that the Eagles will win, (laughs) honestly, because they (laughs) just have the better scoring offense there. All right, we get to the end of the game here. Uh, End of the game. I I always feel like we're playing a game here, man, because we're so competitive. (laughs) But that being said, tell me, which of these players are you targeting for DFS? Which of the players in all these AFC, NFC games, which ones do you like most to score points here?
0: Ooh, wow. That's tough. I'm gonna go out yeah. there with Seiko and Kansas City, yeah. I think. You know, I, love I like it. him. Um, go ahead and go Joe Mixon in Cincinnati. Their run game is they they lean on that pretty heavily there too, so I'll go Joe Mixon. Um, Eagles and yep. Niners. True. let's go ahead and say ah, Devontae Smith, he's been quiet. I think he might show up. I love it game. because I think yeah, AJ Brown got the hip
1: thing and I think they're gonna really target, try to shut down A. J. Brown. Devontae Smith is no yeah. slouch, clearly, so
0: no. So, and yeah, then I love that. On the side, I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to say Elijah Mitchell, the running back. I like him a yes. lot. Yes,
1: yes. I love that because, you know, like obviously the the Eagles are completely vulnerable. I mean, if they're vulnerable anywhere, it's against the run. Christian McCaffrey was only playing third downs in the second half of the game last week. So Eli Mitchell mm-hmm. he blasted the crap out of that. You know he took advantage of those play, playing for a second down. Christian McCaffrey barely saw the field because they never got the third down. I mean he was getting yeah. he was getting ten yards and two carries without a, without blinking.
0: So mm-hmm. uh,
1: I love that. I love that. And of course Eli Mitchell um, way discounted uh, in DFS this week. So, uh, Eli Mitchell, definitely my first choice. I like, I don't mind getting a bit of Keshawn McCaffrey here. I love Joe Burrow. I just think he's going to light it up and keep it flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Travis Kelce. And, and just because, you know, if they're going to keep up, they're going to pepper Kelce of targets. And, um, even if he gets only 10 yards, he's going to get like 30 receptions. So <laughs> I just think he's just going to pile up the points in DFS without a problem. So I love all those. And that, Brings us to the end of the show. Let's hit the air horn on the show. Only a little bit of overtime, but we had so much good stuff to talk about today. How can you blame us? That's how much we love our listeners. All right. Give us your social media here so we can follow you, Trev.
0: On Twitter, at Trev, H-T-T-C, Instagram, Trev underscore Stores. I'm a Ref the District Podcast. Uh, Football garbage time with Takoon Wong right here. And also with George Carman at Full Press Commander, so. catch them all
1: that's all good stuff and of course you can find us here uh, and find me on FB FB Garbage Time on Twitter on the Football Garbage Time page on Facebook and as usual thank you everyone for listening and wasting time with us until next time enjoy your NFL week and of course the AFC and NFC Conference Championship and I know Trev loves this without the Cowboys yes
0: sir (laughs) Bye them boys! <laughs> Bye them boys! <laughs> Bye, guys.